Yes. The vulnerable are so, 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 so powerful. And the most gangster thing you can do, hands down, bar none, is surf. This is the All The Way Live podcast. <laughs> it is, Mr. Miles Xavier. Please, you let us with some drops and whatnot. Please bring us a few more back up in here as we bring the show in, man. It's the All The Way Live podcast. You know what it is. Welcome, world. What's up with you? Hey, man, you know what? I'm just happy to be here. I'm just happy to be here because every week me and you have dedicated our our lives, it seems at this point, to carefully curate some constructive content for people's cranium consistently, man. And we don't miss the ball with it. You know, we're, we're developing the show. We're giving it new look and new feel, all a whole bunch of different things all because we care about the people that are listening, man. And how we show that care is by breaking this show down into three distinct parts. We talk about current news, we do stumble upon, and then we do recommended and review. We do a whole lot of talking, but specifically for no other reason more so than to be even just a window of good, of goodness, of positivity, of, of, of feel goodness. You feel me, dog? Because people is going through it. Nah, man, I hear you. I hear you. And it's all about growth. As you mentioned, it's all about gratitude. And it's all about, you know what I'm saying? As we like to say, whether it's one person, 10 people, 10,000, a million people, it's just about light, joy, you know what I'm saying? Happiness, thinking through some of the things that might be complicated, but always leaving with just positivity. You know what I'm saying? That's what about. That's what it's about. I appreciate you, brother, for being my partner in peace throughout this whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Let them know what they're gonna get as part of the show. Hey, man! This week, what we bring it to what we bring it to the folks is we going we we see a lot of billionaires busy flying out of space. So we're gonna go ahead and decipher that for the people on current news. Oh, sorry, on stumble upon, and then on current news, we talk about other billionaires because black folks is is, is billionaires now. Our boy LeBron James just became listed as a billionaire. You know what I'm saying? I feel like there might be drops that are being dropped already for that type of accomplishment. Damn straight. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yes, right. Black billionaires always love for that on the All The Way Live podcast. What else, man? Hey, man. And then from there, we get into what is arguably people's favorite part of the show. Definitely our favorite part of the show. And can you tell the people why this particular segment is the people's favorite part of the show? Ah, uh, man. Or our part. Our favorite. <laughs> Hopefully both, man. That's got to be recommended in review. Cause that's where we interact with you. You know what I'm saying? We review what you recommend. We recommend what we think is cool. And this week we getting into a couple different things, man. We're going to give y'all a real balance. I know we done said it. We've been leading up to it for weeks. We got to talk about that snow, Allegra, and also that ESTG. A little something for everybody, man. Where else? The range. That's right. All the way live, man. You know what I'm saying? The range. But before we go any further, you know what's got to happen, man. We got to acknowledge 
pool is in the building and on that side you know what i'm saying it's south side you know what i'm saying you all the way from sa it's your boy's way you know what i'm saying Stand up. Johannesburg, you know and gallery momo bringing you that illustrious art speaking of art more art for you later on in the podcast you already know how we get down man celebration of light love art needs to be in there for sure on this side you know what's going down man chicago is in the building this podcast is recorded on stolen land y'all already know man this land was cared for by the potawatomi people and the violence done to remove them from this land is inseparable from the state that we find this city in the state that we find this country in and the state that we find this world in what a state it is man so we got to lift up love for indigenous people the world over lift up love for black and brown people the world over lift up love for yourself lift up mental health care lift up care in general empathy all around you know what i'm saying that's what we are about intro over let's get into the show man yes sir yo mr miles xavier you did some particularly super fly things this weekend man i know you know we're men of the people we're men of the community we're fully support being in the community we dedicate our our passion and our life to to developing our respective communities please please because i've been dying we haven't had this chance to to talk about it fully yet how how was this weekend and what were you doing? I'll start by saying that I just feel really full, you know what I mean? In the, in the best of ways, you know? Um, I had an opportunity to be a part of the third annual Chicago Race Riot Commemoration Bike Tour, right? Which is led by the CRR 19 Commemoration Project uh, in collaboration with Organic Oneness, which is two amazing organizations that are uh, just really coming together to acknowledge the history that provides context to the segregated state that we find Chicago in, right? And so the bike tour, this is our third time doing it. We had about 300 people, uh, maybe a little, definitely, definitely more than 300 people showed up and was around, but 300 bike riders, in addition to this year, was our first year that we had a trolley, you know what I'm saying? That was kind of... Uh, had a had the same route as the bike tour stopped at all the all the same stops but for people that you know were unable to ride which doesn't necessarily just mean old people it was 90 degrees out so shout out to everybody who came out to actually ride uh that was amazing 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 it was just a beautiful event man elders uh came together young people we had some of our one summer chicago students that were working with teaching them the 1919 race riot curriculum, kind of what happened around there and letting them choose their own action civics projects. So those students that were working with for that program came out to the ride, got a chance to kind of see the sites, kind of be in that space where all of this stuff happened. Um, so it was really just amazing, amazing. We had uh, a black owned bike company, Major Taylor, help us out kind of as our bike marshals, That's keeping out. everybody safe. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We had free gaiters, which are essentially like the masks that you pull up over your nose for everybody, just in case we was outside. But you know, just to just to uh, just to be double cautious on the safety side, and we were able to do that because of our funders. People came out and supported. It was free to attend, but people donated anyway. Got some fly T-shirts and stuff that we were giving out. Uh, it was really amazing. We had aldermen come out. We had uh, folks on the city council come out. We had uh, 
people from the mayor's office come and speak. It was it was it was beautiful. We had Eve Eve Ewing, who is a poet and author uh, and educator here at the University of Chicago. She came out and spoke uh, at the Chicago Bee, the old public the public library that used to be a, a black owned newspaper, uh, just promoting black issues and and speaking truth for the black community to stay connected. Amazing, 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 amazing event, man. And like I said, I'm just so full from from being able to participate in that. Uh, you know, I hung out on the trolley, man, kind of pointed out some of the stops. It was really, it was really dope. Hey, man, big, big ups to yourselves for doing that. That That's super, super fly, especially every time you see people pulling together to, for the kids. That's always the most important thing is get letting the kids see people of stature, people of people of 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 no, of notoriety and of and of power and have them dedicate time just to speak to them and reinforce the reality that that which they want to be they can be right that their circumstances aren't their aren't their aren't, aren't their story we're not defined by our circumstances we're defined by um our ability to to super, supersede them in a way which is something that is easy to understand when even the now we know it doesn't take very much to give the child give a child the circumstances to to escape poverty but if though even that little a lot of people don't have and you find a lot of people unable to even believe in themselves we always say man a lot of gangsters is niggas that don't have that have to not get enough hugs a lot of gangsters is niggas that need hugs, right? Like that's that's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, you ain't never lying, man. And and those tools to to better your situation, no matter what situation you're in, always starts from being able to understand your situation, understand yourself and, and how you got there, right? And that's not always mechanisms that are within. Sometimes there's structural mechanisms that put us there. So the race riot tour is all about helping people understand this this history of structural violence, whether it was house bombings, whether it was the race riot itself, which was sparked after a young boy was killed for swimming in the wrong part of Lake Michigan, right? Understanding that this history has has roots and that if it feels like a struggle, it's because you're it's it's something, it's things that are deeply entrenched that you're struggling against. You dig me. And so I love the, I, I encourage anybody who's hearing this, listening to this, to check it out. CRR19, just put that in your Googles. The Race Riot Project commemoration will come up. Uh, look up Firebird Community Arts. They are installing markers at the sites where folks were killed during the race riots so that there's a physical representation of what happened there. Uh, it's an amazing project. I'm, I'm honored to be a part of it. And I appreciate you, dog, for making space for me to share that with the people. Uh, and I appreciate all of y'all who are hearing this, who may have supported, who may have come out. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Chicago is strong, Bronzeville is resilient, the South Side is forever. Stay black. Big up yourself. Big up yourself. Drop some bombs for that. Also, you can't wait to touch the table, your camera moves. Are we live? I'm excited. It's hard not to, but I hear you. You're right. I, I know. Right. Just be just be careful of that. You're right. I, moving through from that, brother Miles, thank thank you for for being inspirational. That's something that today, that's something that this week a lesson that I had to learn, especially in, in the, the journey of leadership that, that, that we share is the difference between motivate, motivating and, and inspiration, right? A big part of my personal responsibilities is finding ways to, finding ways to motivate 
people to 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 act to 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 mobilize and act as one and discover the best versions of themselves you feel me so I'm and i know those are conversations that is what Zoe's trying to say <laughs> just trying to say it's it. beyond I'm a boss. It's beyond. It's beyond. It's beyond just being a being a boss, right? It's. I think any anybody that is anybody who's tasked with tasked with getting a group of people to do something, or is in a position where they are where they contributing to the direction in which things move. Everybody has to be conscious of what it is that motivates people and what doesn't motivate people. You know and one thing that I learned is the difference between motivation and inspiration. So I had a, a I sat down with with some with some folks and we had this conversation um, from from dark the dark matter folks. The video is going to be dropping soon. Good people, shout out to them. He said, you know, he put me on some game. He said that to motivate is a short energy source, right? You have to keep feeding it. It's like a, a, a coal fire. You have to continuously feed motivation to go. And it's and it's got and it dissipates and it's got highs and it's got lows. But inspiration is something different. Inspiration allows people to be motivated themselves to be able to partake and to and 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 grow from that. And I just want I wonder if that's something that you've encountered in in your in your community development um, initiatives because you're tasked with solving you're you're tasked with solving things that are quite complicated. How do you solve violence in Chicago? I mean that's a that's a tough question. I think the 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 essential core of the response to that question is that violence is a symptom of other root causes of you know the the physical gun violence that we see on the streets of Chicago today is a symptom of structural violence, right? It's a symptom from the lack of reconciliation, the lack of truth telling, the rack the lack of reparations that has carried forward from the 400 years of, of enslavement and and status as less than human that Black people have endured, right? So I find in terms of motivation, in terms of inspiration, it certainly helps to tap into that truth, right? It, it, that history connects all of us, even if even people that aren't Black, because it happened, right? And we have to find a way to move forward. And so as I've had to do tasks that seem almost insurmountable, right? Like being in a position where we're collecting 400 surveys from residents in the community and putting together teams of people to do that in the winter in Chicago, right? That's a difficult, that's a tall order, right? Go door to door and knock on these people's door, ask them to participate, to, to give you the knowledge about the community, right? And we have, training that walks them through doing that in a way that it is that acknowledges the complicated history between the university and the community but still it's a tall order and so it's not enough to motivate them day by day to go out into these communities and and just knock on the door they have to have an understanding of the scope of where this data will be used to assess needs and the the residents of the community will continue to be involved as decisions are made based on what we find out from this data. But it's all about connections between residents. It's all about resources for residents. It's all about what residents see as effective and not effective in their communities. And so they will continue to be involved in the process. And, and it's making everybody, both the interviewers and the interviewees that we're 
that we're asking the true experts about the neighborhood of the people who live in it, right? So it's about taking all of that context, historical mm -hmm. and in our practice of how we're carrying out whatever task we're doing in the community and taking the time to work through that and not just rushing to like, we're the university, this is what we're gonna do, right? Or, you know, we're the greater Chicago food depository, we know you need food, so here, here it go, right? It's understanding that you have to meet people where they're at um, and you have to, and even if you feel like you know what you are offering is good, you still have to, you, that, that you have to meet people at ground zero and may have, take their understanding into account before anything else. Mm. No, nah, that's real, that's real. And when we, when we talk on, when we talk on what it takes to motivate people to do something, something that motivated me immensely was getting, was reading on LeBron James being the first active NBA uh, billionaire. And I guess right now you can hit that stumble upon drop and some bombs and some cheers and some whatever for LeBron James, because man, that's a black man doing great black excellence. And we always support that over here. Hey, y'all come look at this. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And if I'm going to have to go ahead and pull from uh, the Reuters, we're reading this fresh off of Reuters, you know, over here at the All The Way Live podcast, man, we like to share, uh, we like to encourage people to actually read articles instead of just getting what my brother likes to call, uh, what was the terminology that you used? What are you saying? Cliff for, 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 quick, for quick image, for quick news, uh, scroll, scroll news, I believe you referred it to or something to that effect. I don't remember. I don't remember, but what we do always encourage is reading. Yo, nigga, your brother told us how you be all into reading and shit. Hey, that's some real good shit, my nigga, for real. Congratulations, nigga. LeBron James recently achieved something no one has done before. He is now the first active player in NBA history to become a billionaire. His financial success can be chalked up to a number of different factors. Aside from his contract with Los Angeles Lakers, James has reportedly invested wisely and racked up lucrative endorsements throughout his career. The news first dropped on Thursday. And if we're getting right into the breakdown of it, what it looks like is James earned $330 million for his on-court since being drafted in 2013. This means that the rest of his money comes from endorsement, merchandise, his licensing, his media business, and acting. He also received critical praise for a minor role, playing a fictional version of himself in Amy Schumer's film Trainwreck from 2015. James earns more than $100 million a year through partnerships with AT&T, Beats, Blaze Pizza, GMC, Nike, Pepsi, James, along his, along his longtime business partner, Maverick Carter, become partners in Fenway Sports Group, which owns the, the Boston Red Sox, Liverpool Football Club, uh, Fenway Racing, amongst other businesses. 36 years old. That's black excellence right there, John. Ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. Absolutely. They left out Space Jam, which is weird. But other than yeah, that, that's wild because yeah. that's what definitely did him. That's definitely what did him. It's not him dominating and being in every finals except for a few since 2003. <laughs> I'm saying if you're gonna get if you're gonna list the accolades, let's 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 prioritize here. But no, that's that's amazing for LeBron. That's amazing for for a lot of reasons, uh, and especially what we'll get into and what it means for like black billionaires. And I can think of a couple that are. 
that I fuck with more than the folks going to space. <laughs> but, yeah. but, we'll, but we'll get there. We'll get there. I just realized what I did now as I looked down. I was like, oh, man, I messed up the order. No, Yo, people, there's order to this show, okay? There's order to this show. And sometimes what Zway doesn't do is list the topics correctly on pre-production. And uh, here we are. <laughs> but that's but but I think that's I think that's actually great because it opens up the conversation for us to even like not necessarily compare because first and foremost LeBron is a is a billionaire, period, full stop. That's the headline. That's amazing. Congrats to him. Congrats to him doing that with an emphasis on having a black team from lifting up his peoples. Uh, shout out to Maverick Carter and and everybody that's been a part of his his business. I love that there is a a second blueprint if we can allude to other billionaires that we that we appreciate you know what i'm saying what is i mean because i think we talked about last week even in funnily enough talking about space jam the i promise school that is the thing that lebron has done the, that means the most to me right uh but when you first read that headline like what did it what was the what was the significance how did it hit you how did it strike you I'm a big supporter of 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 black wealth, right? What I do know is it 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 will it will take a conscious effort of those of us that have the most resources. And when I say us, I mean black people, people of color or in, you know, anybody's specific individual communities will take those that have the most resources to focus those resources on developing the community through, um, through uh, political, through, you know, through, through political uh, uh, initiatives, uh, much like what Van Jones is doing. And I would love to actually get to talk about that with you. Uh, seeing the amount of uh, the the sponsorship and donation that he's gotten from Elon Musk, uh, so that's the, there's the political approach. There is the educational approach. There is scholarship approach. There's so many different things that we need to do in order to increase the opportunities for people that don't have in order to participate or at least have uh, a a a foundation that's of equal standing when it comes to education when it comes to business acumen or even sports capabilities you know so when when i see that it, it really does motivate me in first of all for him to be so young at 36 to do it, it i we need to see more of that right the, the the trend and the wave of billionaires becoming younger um is 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 something that i think should be prevalent in, in the black community mm. So as you talk about those different channels through which those who reach that kind of uh, that financial echelon can can operate through, whether it's education, whether it's giving people opportunities in, in housing, whether it's giving people financial opportunities and in, in investing in, in people and in the communities that you came from or that you see that are in need, where does going to space fall into what billionaires can do for the rest of us? And not and, and 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 do billionaires owe us anything? Um, and that's that's the conversation that I've been seeing a lot of people have, right? And the 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 main conversation that people are having is saying, listen, it it costs so much for these people to go up in space. We have Musk going to space. We have Richard Branson going to space. We have Jeff. Bezos not what is evidently a very phallic spaceship. I don't know who did the design on that, but it is what it is. Um, 
<laughs> the 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 question what what a lot of people are saying is there's so much happening now when i was watching this actually i was with my uncle uh one of my uncles and you know he's also a man of the people and what he say he goes man this there's people across the street that have absolutely nothing right is it fair my question to you Master xavier is it fair to tether financial success with a responsibility of 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 prioritizing giving to others as opposed to furthering our understanding of astrological sciences for instance i think it depends on if you're talking about in a moral sense or if you're talking about in a like a societal sense right because in a societal sense i think at a certain point people who make that much money do have an obligation to give it back, right? I think I think at a certain point, our idea of capitalism in terms of trickle-down economics begins to fail if we say that there is no responsibility at all for those who have the lion's share of resources and have accumulated those not to redistribute them in any way. Morally, it's a different question. Mm. Morally, you can say, hey, nobody helped them get that uh, except maybe their wives, in which case we've seen a lot of billionaires. You better, better give half. You better give half. Take their share and go. But the, I think, yeah, I think morally you could you could say they they they've made their money or whatever. But then I think when you turn around and look at what promises you've made in terms of capitalism to the people that aren't billionaires or millionaires right? The vast majority of us, then you have a disconnect, right? Because a lot of us mm. on the lower scale of that, of that system have been told that things will be arranged through taxes and through different uh, stipends and through different subsidies that will, that will mean that life will be easier for all of us you know, even though we've allowed these people to access that wealth. And I think that you start to see the cracks in that and the lies in that when on the flip side, you say they can do whatever they want with their money, period. So with the, with Jeff, the, the Bezos situation, right? Right. A lot of the things that people are saying is that, look, people in the Amazon, sorry, people in the Amazon Warehouses aren't getting paid enough. People are getting underpaid. The work conditions are terrible. Uh, you, you know, the story goes on regarding the how how unpleasant it, it's reported to being to to work in Amazon. So it cost um, that particular flight of uh, an estimated twenty eight million dollars in order to achieve, which really is a fraction, um, which which really is a fraction. You know of what his net worth is and whatever the case is, $28 million is very, very small. So in, in that sense, like I understand it, right? In that sense where people are like, hey man, this person doesn't pay his workers, workers are complaining, and now this person is using this capital to go into space for a few seconds in a cowboy hat and comes back down, that I could see how people could interpret that as an issue. What about say, for instance, someone like, Richard Branson, who is a philanthropist of note, who has 
you know, for, for all intents and purposes, all of his, all the companies that he has, that he has created are those that seem to focus on, um, seem to focus on the human aspect of it. You know, we're talking Virgin Records, Virgin Atlantic, Virgin Active, Virgin Space. I think you're in dangerous territory saying that a record company was had focused on the human aspect, but okay, yeah. Let me let me <laughs> get, I, I, let me let's cut that out. But if I'm looking at Virgin Active, Virgin uh, Virgin Galactic, and Virgin uh, Virgin Airways, it, it it does seem to that you don't get you don't hear as as loud of of complaints, right? Does that is that person equally as responsible? It's not for me to say. And it's, as, as somebody that appreciates the, the greater sciences and as somebody that appreciates the value that we can derive from understanding not just where we're sitting, not just the rock that we're on now, but how it interacts with, uh, you know, how it interacts with, with, with the greater outer space. That's something that I'm very fascinated in. What I, I would much rather it be the billionaires who are doing it than government that's doing it. Let me put it that way. I'd rather have it be a race between billionaires than a race between governments. Interesting. I'll have to think about that a little bit more. Um, whether I would prefer for it to be a race between billionaires or a race between government. But I think that when it comes to someone like Branson, yeah, it's not for you or I to say whether a certain amount of philanthropy equals a certain amount of, I'm gonna just <laughs> make it rain in whatever way that is to you, whether that's literally going into space, whether that's throwing money in a club. I think the more important conversation is just that all eyes are on this race to space. And I think it's just important as we do on this show to always approach the conversation from the side that's might not necessarily be being had, which is, Let's just take a moment to understand what the what else could be done with this money and allow that to also provide context to what we whether or not we idolize or uh, pedestalize these people in our society, right? You know what I mean? I can think of not too long ago when Donald Trump was seen as the epitome of having money and you know what I'm saying? If going to space was the big flex, well, Donald Trump's golden toilet or whatever was the equivalent of that. And he was in rap lyrics and he was being lifted up as you know, I'm balling like Trump. And we see what happens when mm. that, that type of person, that persona, when we see that this person has made a lot of money and therefore they are someone to be listened to, to be given a platform, to be, you know, lifted up and appreciated, it's important for us to look at what they're doing with that money and just take that into take that into account. How am I coming through with the feedback on, on my side? There was everything's a, sec a little section there where it was very bad. Everything is yeah. Yeah. There was everything one earlier a, too, but a little bit. Yeah, thanks for playing through that. Thanks for playing through that. Um the good thing about having both videos is that at least I can grab your audio correctly and dub that over. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're. Yeah, let let me know how that process goes because there are probably going to be spots where your audio is the better one to use. Yeah, I'm gonna have to play with that like that. I'm gonna have yeah. to play with that. Uh, no, nah, but as as you're saying, the that that was something that I I heard a lot of people say, and I was to correction. It cost twenty eight 
million dollars for a seat to be on that flight, but it costs $5.5 billion in order for Bezos to go up into the space for four minutes, right? It was literally like a bungee jump. Uh, it kind of it, 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 it kind of looked like um, uh, if you've ever seen a, a slingshot with the dildo and you shoot it, and <laughs> that's that's what that that's what that looked like. Well, since we've reached the territory of slingshot dildos, another fun fact is that for the <laughs> premiere of Rick and Morty season five, they actually like launched one of the space balloons, much less expensive. It was only carrying like uh, this this recreation of the Rick and Morty spaceship with Rick and Morty in it, but with a TV playing the episode. So I guess if you were watching Adult Swim for the premiere of Rick and Morty, you saw this thing take off and then start playing the episode from in the spaceship as it actually went into space. It's a pretty cool YouTube video, but. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It it adds to the space debris, but that's a whole different No, no, it, com- it comes back down. It comes back down. Okay. So it goes up and you watch it, you watch it come back down through the atmosphere and land. And the video is still playing. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Bro, I'm not against people. Look, I'm not against people trying to find out what's happening out in space. You know, I did to <laughs> look, man. Okay. But I don't need think, to know. I don't think Jeff Bezos and, and them are figuring out what's happening in space. Send Neil deGrasse Tyson four times, and that's more useful than sending four billionaires. I mean, look, the, the whole concept, right, is that every every attempt that we make at going into space is going to make the next the next one ideally cheaper the next one ideally more efficient and you know have different have different have different applications on how to be able to to get past that so if you look at how Branson uh, Bezos's one was you know it just kind of flew up and came back down where Richard Branson was almost he was launched he was let go off of a second carrier p- flight that just lo- dropped them off and they gl- they had they were gliding and then came down whereas you know a different projection trajectory than the Bezos one all of those things lead to the if 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 that if that is where the 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 pool for us to continuously explore this rock and where we stand in it takes us to, so be it. But we cannot forget that the cost that it takes to do that at the same time is ignoring a lot of the people that would deeply require those same resources to come up out of the situations that they're in and then make it cheaper for everybody in the future to get the space. But, you know, here we are. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and so put your put your thoughts in the comments, man. Whether you think we should be exploring space, whether you think that sh- money should be used to end world hunger or explore the sea or whatever you think it should be, uh, smash that like button. The, make sure you comment your thoughts and subscribe to the channel, man. That was our that was our stumble upon, man. I think uh, I think we got more art, more art. Is that true? Is that the case? We do, we do, man. We do absolutely have Mo Art. Um, Q, Q Art Music. Bow! <laughs> Q Art Music. Um, you know what it is. What we do over here at the at the at the All The Way Live 
podcast because that's the name of the podcast. I didn't forget it. We love to showcase local talent. We like to showcase dope art. We like to put people on. And we also like to encourage sponsors to go ahead and uh, come ahead and participate right here. As my brother tells you about these sponsors, we're going to beam up this super fly art for my boy, our, 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 our podcast artist resident, uh, cooler than black emojis. Cool stuff. Yes, sir. And this week, once again, this podcast is brought to you by the Mandula Foundation. The Mandula Foundation operates in South Africa and Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Bringing much needed resources to the people, whether that's food, whether that's access to technology, Wi-Fi, power, you know what I'm saying? Alternative energy sources, curriculum, whether that's helping out at orphanages, whether that's fun days, there's so much going on. Please check that out. Uh, we're going to put the website in the description. We might as well just leave that joint there because Mandulo is like, is that spot. So you know what I'm saying? It is close to our hearts, near and dear to us, man. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Mandulo, shout out to Cooler Than Black Emojis, shout out to all the future advertisers, organizations, and dope community members that we will be lifting up with this segment in the future. Appreciate y'all, appreciate the listeners. Back mm-hmm. to the show. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, if you're listening to this on one of our DSPs, uh, you're missing out on some dope art, man. So make sure that you subscribe to both of our YouTube, our Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you can find dope content is where you can find us. Um, we're active on SoundCloud, and we see that we got some people over there that are listening. Shout out to the SoundCloud SoundCloud crowd. Look your boy up, Uncle Jams. That's me. We're going to put the link at the bottom. Look your boy up, Miles. Uh, we got the All The Way Live podcast there. We're going to be more active on that side. Uh, wherever you guys can reach us, reach us out. You know, we love to hear back from y'all. We love to engage with y'all because we do this for y'all. That's right. That's right. How we rocking is coming back. I'm going to leave it there, man. I'm going to leave it there, man. I nah, can't man. go the whole summer without dropping one for y'all, man. So you know that SoundCloud is going to be popping, man. Get up on that. Get up on that. You know it. You know it. But you know how the show goes, man, as we keep it rolling. Our next segment. Current so, news. Nice, 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 nice. Current news, man. Currently, the Olympics are happening, and that's what's taking up all of news time. That's all I'm seeing. People is out here watching the Olympics and whatnot. I personally, for one, have not necessarily watched it. Um, have you been? Have you been up on game? I have not been watching the Olympics, but I've been too busy. Um, I've been running around. You know, what I'm saying with the events, the Chicago race riot stuff, with the uh, one summer Chicago students, man, I've been, I've been locked up. They won't let me out. But yeah. I did see that it was happening, man. 2021. This is actually the 2020 Olympics. They were actually postponed, man. You know what I'm saying? To this year. Mm-hmm. So this is the 2020 Olympics. We're getting in 2021. First time that the Olympics have been postponed since World War Two. You know what I mean? Have you, have you seen the? Did you see the intro? The introduction? The 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 opening ceremony? I did not see the full opening ceremony, but I saw my girl on YouTube do the little end part where she lit the whole, the whole big beacon light torch, the Olympic flame. Naomi Osaka did an amazing job. Looked great doing that. You know what I'm saying? That was that was amazing. That was great to watch. Black excellence is everywhere. This podcast, you know what it is. And again, 
You know what it is, man. No, that that was super dope, and I knew, you know, where the Olympics are. You knew that they were going to bring out the technology on it. I saw the drone, the 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 Earth, the globe, Earth globe drone simulation machine. I don't even know how to describe it. It was a bunch of drones that looked like they were a globe. It was super fly, right? The opening ceremony. That was dope. Are we back in the space segment? I feel like that bar, that belonged in the. I feel like that was the real Twilight Zone. Like <laughs> like that was the math equations. They were coming back. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, it was dope. It was dope. So in addition to all of that spectacle, right at the Olympics, we also had uh, a little bit of more than a little bit, actually. I, I should say a significant amount of protests, right? In fact, it was said that protesters outside the stadium could be heard within the stadium, which actually had around a thousand people, mostly foreign dignitaries because they're not allowing a full audience at the Olympics this year. So apparently the protesters who are protesting because of COVID, right? Japan's numbers were continuing to go up. Tokyo's numbers were continuing to go up in the weeks mm. leading to the Olympics. So apparently a significant amount of Tokyoans are not having it. Right. In fact, there was a poll that even said 80% of the Japanese public wants the Olympic canceled or postponed. So, and, and I think this even connects to our conversation about billionaires. When you just talk about billions of dollars, Japan spent $15.4 billion on the Olympics, which seems like a lot of money to spend if 80% of your population or thereabouts is against it. Right. And so I think we're just kind of, uh, we're kind of back again here where we're seeing like, should this have happened? Should this have been, should that those funds and resources have been allocated that way, considering there's a pandemic, considering that so many people from there ain't with it. So like, if we take into account what they call sunken cost, sunken cost fallacy, right? Which is where you've spent so much already that instead of, instead of stopping the, the bleed there, you continuously spend with, you know, in order not to completely assume all of the the spending that you've already done, applicable example being in casinos, somebody who's lost so much, but because of how much they lost, is driven to keep spending. That I think that's a lot of what they're facing, right? Because they th these costs and expenses have been have been getting a um, they've been getting these since 2019, way before 2020, expecting that this would be the year where they do it. We also know that some of the costs of what they say that they've been building have been completely overpriced. There's a lot of, um, they, they built a whole portion of, of new apartment complexes that are essentially pretty much empty. And always the question is going to go back into the allocation of appropriate resources, right? So there's, there's that element of it. Can you spend, I think they looked at it, they're like, the whole we have to throw this thing we have to throw this party but i totally understand especially somebody who's still in a country right now that is going through way going through covid we are mid covid as i'm reporting live from the covid spot is what i'm doing and it, it, i i understand that I, I wouldn't want that either yeah that's it's tough right because to your point about sunken and snowballing costs, the cost to try and put in protections in place for COVID, right? Additional masks, daily temp, daily 
testing and temperature checks, right? GPS monitoring for the athletes that incurs an additional cost because they've decided to continue. And up to this point, over a hundred of the folks, uh, including 11 athletes that are there for the Olympics have tested positive for COVID. So you can see why people there would be a little bit, a little bit miffed, but on the flip side, skateboarding is in the Olympics for the first time this year. You know what I'm saying? They changed up the rules to surfing a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They, they, they're, they're trying to make it a worth, worth the while. They added karate, which in its own way might uh, be echoing a little bit of the UFC's success. Right. So, uh, I don't know. I, 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 part of me wants to want to watch Simone Biles compete, um, wants to watch Naomi Osaka compete. Uh, there's people that I do want to support in the Olympics. We ain't forgot about Shakari Richardson and y'all not going to get an Olympics talk without us mentioning Shakari Richardson's name. But to your point, even now that I might not be as busy or too busy to watch the Olympics, I don't know how drawn I feel to it considering all of that that's going on yeah you just cut for a hot second damn focus that's internet i think you're back you're back yeah god damn it yeah, let me sure. let me jump in then with the with the i guess part of the maybe and i don't know if anybody else feels this way too is that for instance, the Taiwan, they wrapped that show at the opening ceremonies did not include Taiwan or South China, right? Which we understand politics around that, to that Taiwan has been claiming independence for the longest time from China. China does not want to grant them that independence. And there's a whole free Taiwan movement that has been going on for, for many, many years. And so... When when you take that into account, and then you take and you see what they did to Shakari Richardson, and then you you and how people have been reacting to them, it does it does really act as a disincentive to um, as a disincentive to start watching. But maybe like you have advised, it's, I just got to focus on supporting the people the, the people that I want to support. Simone Biles, those you know the the black superstars. Put the focus there. Let them know that that's why we're there. That's why we're watching. And then turn the TV off immediately after that. That's right. And if that wasn't enough, there's a tropical storm forming in the Philippines that's supposed to hit Japan Monday or Tuesday. So who knows, man? Who knows, man? Shout out to all oh, the man. athletes. Shout out oh, to all man. there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it sucks because these athletes only get to do this once every four years, right? And for folks that aren't in basketball or football uh you know what i mean it's not the, it's 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 tough because you might not get the same opportunity uh, even tennis luckily has the grand slam and and the french open and some competitions that get a lot of notoriety but if you're fencing or curly yeah you know what i mean this is your shot so i uh, i mean we want to we want to lift all those people up and hope that they get they get something rewarded and feel rewarded for the hard work that they've put in to get there man i think that's the that's the bottom line but always respect the people so tokyo we looking at you a little crazy man hopefully this doesn't start a spike in covid you know what i'm saying uh and hopefully you know the people that are out there 
in the streets that are protesting are safe. Uh, we lifting up love for the people out in Cuba that are protesting while we at it. It's a lot going on in the world right now, man. It's a lot, a lot, a lot going on, man. So we lift up love, lift up healing. And we lift up our favorite part of the show, there's, man. Recommend there's, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on, man. That's right. That's right. That's right. This week we have to get into our feelings as per as per the as per the the user's request or Baza's request. That's right. You we, can go ahead and say it. I'll take the credit. That's right. I am bringing you the Snow Allegra review. This segment is brought to you by Miles and his feelings. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey man, I I loved it. What you know you know how I feel about Snow Allegra. How did you feel? I'm more excited to to hear what your thoughts are on this album. So me me and Snow keep missing each other. I feel like um, the first album was very moody, but it was very it was uh, those feels. You know what I mean? It was very deeply emotional. Um, and while I appreciated the music so much tonally and sonically, uh, I wasn't in, I wasn't deeply in my feelings then in that, in that period, right? I wasn't, you know, uh, I didn't have anybody to attach all of her moodiness that I, that I was digging how it sounded to. Uh, so I had loved the album, definitely like a, a staple of, of recent R&B. Um, and then again, when I came to this one, I felt a little bit, like this one was 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 moody, but a little bit more uh, a little bit more poppier. And I was like, oh man, I could have felt some. You know what I'm saying? I I, I could have. This is summertime. I would have loved to have a little bit of that that uh, someone to put that on. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not dying for your love. I want you around right now. So me and Snow keep yeah. keep missing each other. But the what doesn't ever miss is the music. You know what I'm saying? So it says something for me to not be necessarily in the emotional state that is thematic to the album, for me to have really, really enjoyed both of these albums. I heard it floating a little bit around the internet that maybe people weren't liking this one as much as the first one. But to me, they're both so different, but still so, so good. What you saying, boy? How am I coming through? Uh, the whole thing is a little not great. Mike, check. I'm coming through. The whole thing is a little not great. The whole thing is a little bit shaky, but I think we're piecing. We're I think we're piecing together some some quality shit. You know what I'm saying? I think we're gonna we're piecing together some quality shit. Um, with with snow dropping uh, uh, those feels in in 2019, which I think is is ubiquitously considered her her best work. Um, coming from feels two years prior to that, you know, uh, when, when she drops feels, that's when she was really, really bubbling on the, on the SoundCloud, on the SoundCloud scene, which is <laughs> why you laugh. I just love the, the she, that's when she was bubbling. That's, that was her, that was when she was white hot, when she was the radio darling. Well, she was the radio darling for sure. No, because that's when we got. That's when we we started listening to Snow. You know, when when she came out with that sometimes with that logic, which was super super smooth as well. But then getting to uh, those fields, she switched gears, uh, jumped into a, a much stronger songwriting perspective. Ninth Wonder being instrumental in in handling um, 
in handling all of Snow's production on that album. Uh, really did make it stand out from the sampling that you can hear Ninth use. You know, it, it really was arguably one of the best, one of the best, um, one of the best R&B albums that came out at that time, competing with uh, Summer Walker's, um, the, the Summer Walker's album, which came out, the there was a lot of competition coming out at that time. All to say, what she put out then is by far her best work. Now, what do we hold to people who put out their best work when they put out a when they put out their subsequent album is always going to be somewhat skewed. So I went into this album assuming that I might not find this to be I might not like love this as much as I love the first one, but I've always enjoyed Snow's music. And this was very much that, you know, there was uh lost uh if i'm going to the to the songs that specifically dying for your love that i've been rinsing ever since it came out um been listening to a whole lot of that temporary highs was great um lost you is pretty good it does it does it hit as much as the last one no it doesn't but does it still indicate to me a artist who is creating music that i enjoy yes if we are speaking about R&B that we do enjoy and we are speaking about people's work that should be considered as some of the best R&B albums, then we're talking about Fabo's Soquarius, right? Now, I don't know if you heard about it, my G, but as an R&B head, this is that shit. <laughs> Niggas couldn't even rate the Snow Allegro album. Couldn't even give what type of highlights or lowlights. This guy. <laughs> I've been, ahead, I've been trying to run... Tell us, nah. tell us about it. Go ahead. We're here nah. now. We're here now. Listen, dude. I'm. <laughs> you gotta forgive me, boss. <laughs> this is the, one of the best R&B albums I've heard this year. That's why. That's why. That's why I'm so excited about it. But let's stop break form. Highlights for me: "Dying for Your Love," "Low Lights for Me." Um, off of that, off of the the Snow album, I'd say some low lights were. Definitely, let's see, I wasn't too crazy about the middle portion of the, the album. Tangerine Dream, I wasn't too crazy about. Um, in the moment, wasn't too too wild for me. Out of all, I give it a 3 out of 10. 3 out of 10? 3 out of 5. <laughs> 3 out of 5, Mike slaps. That's hilarious. I mean, I I, I got I to gotta disagree, man. I, I definitely, I 100% understand how if you wanted... Ugh, those feels part two. This was not. This was not that. But the middle part of the album, Neon Peach with Tyler the Creator, that song grew on me a lot. I, I didn't love that the first time I heard it, but that song grew on me a whole lot. We don't have to talk about it. It's probably my highlight of the album. I love that song. I think that's great. Honestly, the females that I talk to have been saying Tangerine Dream, Dream is their song. Not necessarily my cup of tea. Very Janae Echo. Uh, very new Janea Echo, very uh, not uh, sales souls, but a little bit of the more trippier. And I and I got a little bit of that on this album, even from the the album art, from the the track listing. Uh, it was it was supposed to be a little bit trippier, a little bit more uh, ambient. And I and I and I got that, but I I really enjoyed it. From on my mind is another highlight for for me with James Flannelroy. That's that's super dope. Uh, I really, I really dug this. Uh, I can, I, I don't want to say that it's as good as uh, those fields. I'm, this is, that's not the hill that I want to die on, but I would encourage fans of snow to, to return to this, uh, different seasons, different, different settings. 
because uh, it worked. It worked for me as somebody who really appreciated her. And different songs did uh, did grow on me a little bit. So uh, I love that. Yeah. For me, I'm gonna give this uh, four out of five. Four out of five slaps. I think that's uh, I think that's I think that's fair. I feel like I've been saying that a lot though. So maybe I'm more generous with slaps. Who knows? Who knows? Definitely. I'm the Russian judge of, of the two of us, for sure, for sure. I'm the Russian judge of that. Um, but if you put Snow at four to five, I'm, I'd be interested to see where you put this this fable. I'm going to give you uh, some time to, to give it a, a run. If you got somebody that you can listen listen to it with, definitely do that because it is that it is that raunchy stuff, but it, it, it does slap. If we're switching on the complete opposite page of sound spectrumism and we get sure. to that ESTG bigger than life or death I, I think we I think we have different differing uh differing differing thoughts on this album what what you didn't like this album it's not that I didn't like this album right I've been almost all of the drops that I've, we've been getting have been extremely strong. Lick back is super, super strong. Um, then that's the most uh, that's the most popular, most popular one. Shoot some was pretty, pretty decent. You know, featuring in a lot of places. So what I was expecting, and and I, and I can appreciate radio rap, which is where I would put this. I would appreciate radio rap. It it did remind me what I, what I was hoping for, right? Here's a, here's a, here's a better comparison. When the baby dropped, um, when the baby dropped, I'll tell you the, the album now back on my baby bullshit in 2017, right? It's that same type of real street, real street element into, into it's like, uh, let's say commercial street, commercial street rap is, is how I'd, categorize it i was i was hoping to see some that had and it could be that i didn't even listen to it in the right environment but me personally when i i, I didn't get as much out of this album that i would have liked what did stand out for me did stand out for me but i i did find myself pressing the skip button a little bit more often than not maybe i need to go back to maybe i need to to go revisit this in the right type of setting yeah maybe maybe i've been so in addition to some uh more cinematic i think is what the term we like to use like gangster hip-hop griselda jay-z this is all the the other half of what i've been listening to this past week and uh transitioning from the 42 doug album to this i've i've hats off to both of those gentlemen honestly uh 42 doug estg and on the i don't want to say more creative but a little bit more out there side sada baby i think are are taking what you call radio rap, Southern radio rap to a different level. Because while I did hear how, while I hear how 5,500 degrees that has the Rallo Rodriguez feature and the little baby feature could definitely be on the radio uh, in town with little Dirk, I guess that could kind of be in that category. I definitely, I heard a lot that, that I will listen to this album rather than the radio so that I can hear more of it. Right. That capital one, uh the no friends track at the end like I, I i dug a lot of this i think estg is making sure that he doesn't get left behind in the conversation 
with artists like Lil Baby who are have this opportunity to take off and take some of that harder trap music a little bit more mainstream. I thought the features were super well placed. I thought Pooh Shiesty on All I Know was really dope. Shout out to Pooh Shiesty. We know what he's going through in terms of uh, being indicted. Hopefully that he's able to get out, get to the money and get some music. Um, but yeah, I thought the Lick Back remix was one of the few times I was like, thank you for putting the remix on the album because I that that did, I, th I mean, it'd be hard not for Future and Young Thug, I think as a combination to bring life to a song like that. But sometimes it doesn't happen, but it did here. So I, I was appreciated the, the, the Lick Back remix. Sky Dweller, I thought was fire. Uh, yeah, man, I, I, it's really funny for me to be this maybe six or seven removed for, years removed from the peak of mumble rap to be to be hearing a lot of these trap artists take that ease in terms of enunciation and say like i don't really got to say i don't really got to make sure everybody can hear what i'm saying but when you riding around listen to it in the right environment and the right speakers that hiss and i feel that the same way i feel yep. any of that more cinematic rap or that more gangster rap so uh yeah man hats off to estg and if you like this go check out the 42 doug album that just dropped man because that's that's real I'm, as summertime music, man, as it's also wintertime there for you. So that makes a huge difference. I don't know if this album would slap yeah. the same for me if it was the dead of winter right now. But as, as summertime top, like, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking like I got the Maybach drop top. You know what I'm saying? When I put the little sunroof back, that ESTG is what you, what you might hear coming up out of it. So this one is going to get a 3.5 slaps from me. I'm definitely going to take what I, what I want from this. It's a little long. Um, but yeah, man, I'm gonna. I'm, this is gonna stay in. This is gonna stay rotation, especially that that Scott Dweller, that No Friends, that Lick Back, and that uh, uh, Capital One, 5500 Degrees. That's 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 fine. So you're gonna give this a three and a half, and the Snow Album a four? Yes, sir. Interesting, interesting. Miles' scale continues to intrigue us all. Maybe one of these days we'll understand what deserves a five or what the definition what the difference between 3.5 and a four is on the on the miles scale me I, I think i'd have to give it a, a different a different look back uh a different run back i did dig the in town that was a standout for me with uh dirk uh, the push icy track was dope for real was my favorite track of that song i wasn't crazy about the lick back remix uh with future so much I, I I wasn't I wasn't entirely too crazy about that. Overall, I also give this a three out of five for now. If it changes, I'll let the people know. I'll update them. Um, but definitely something that I enjoy listening to. Something that I've been running towards. And if you do enjoy that gangster hip hop music, man, make sure you check out SA's own Feli Machiavelli. Uh, 25K is the album. That's what we're playing earlier. Produced by Zuchi Coke. Dope. I'm all about SA hip hop. I love where these kids are taking this music. I love where, I love how they're really are advancing the the texture of what SA hip hop can sound like, and it's 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 production capabilities and sound. I give that album a three four three and a half, a three and a half out of out of out of five, maybe even a four. I just needed to grow on me, but check out Philly Ellie twenty five k. Essay's very own Pretoria stand up. Yeah. And as we're talking international music, also check out that Dave. Uh we're all alone in this together. That's a pretty that's a pretty dope uh album from the UK. Give it a look.
Give it a look. Dave, Dave dropped a, an album? He did. Mm-hmm. SoundCloud Dave? What? Rapper, UK grime the, rapper. Sound, Dave. Oh, the rapper. I'm thinking Dave B. I'm thinking Dave B. No, no, not Dave B. Although Dave B dropped a couple months ago. Bless you. Forgive me. That I didn't know. That I didn't know. I don't know what else we got to give these people, man. We done ran through a whole list of things to talk about. Um, this 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 was another good one. I feel like we gave these folks. It's not easy to do this. It's not easy for... Um, it's, it's not, you know, it's not easy to be doing this. And I also know it's not easy to select what you want to listen to because we know. Yeah, we, know. we are more than aware that on your trip here, you had to pass by a couple of other podcasts, man. You had to scroll with your thumb. You had to make choices. You know what I'm saying? And you chose us. We appreciate that. What you are now tuned into is a celebration of life, a celebration of love, a celebration of how good it feels to be black. Don't it feel good this way? It's my favorite thing, man. And we hope that it also feels good to be you. We appreciate you. We hope you eat something delicious. Hug somebody you love like that. Peace, water, we gone. Great.